June. That means we're less than 10 days away yeah. from the Mike and John Summer Splash Party, July 9th. Yeah. A week from Saturday. That's true. Very good. We've got to start getting this thing put together. Don't I know. We? Well, we, we got we have, the. We have the movie, right? The balls are in motion. <laughs> Things are happening <laughs> now. Yeah. Look at that. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's Mike and John Got It Going On, brought to you by Firehouse Doors. And uh, yes, our Summer Splash Party, July 9th. Howl You're Theater. invited. Yeah. Free movie. Free bling for yes. those that are in attendance. Cooper from, and Binkley Jewelers, of yeah. course, giving away some great jewelry. We're going to draw it for at the end of the movie. And speaking of Cooper and Binkley Jewelers, they are very proud to present local news, Gigo News, yeah. brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers. And lots going on. The Michigan Department of Health and Human Services has identified the first probable monkeypox case in an Oakland County resident. Preliminary testing returned a presumptive positive result for the virus with confirmatory testing underway at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The individual is currently isolated and does not pose a risk to the public. The state health department is working with local health departments to notify any close contacts. Since the beginning of the current global outbreak, 5,115 cases have been confirmed in 51 countries, including the U.S. There are currently 306 confirmed cases in 27 states and D.C. Infection can begin with flu-like symptoms and swelling of the lymph nodes with progression to a rash on the face and body. Symptoms generally appear one to two weeks after exposure and infection, and the rash lasts about two to four weeks. Persons experiencing the symptoms should contact their health care provider for evaluation. Road work will greet commuters in Brighton and Genoa Township starting next week. Pavement rehabilitation and shoulder gravel work scheduled to begin Tuesday, July 5th on Hacker Road between Clark Lake Road and Golf Club Road. The project is expected to last through Thursday, July 14th, although the work is weather dependent. The Livingston County Road Commission advises that there will be high traffic impact and major delays. Although two-way traffic will be maintained via flag control, motorists are encouraged to avoid the area if possible. Shovel-ready projects identified by the Michigan Department of Natural Resources among its long list of critical needs in Michigan State Parks. Are you shoveling? Yes, I am. Oh, I'm shovel-ready. We do a lot of shoveling on this show. <clears throat> we sure do. Yes. Anyway, among those uh, pro uh, projects include an upgrade to a local lake. The DNR has given the green light for a $65,000 funding grant to install a new fishing pier with more universally accessible features at Portage Lake in the Portage Lake Campground. That project will match a federal grant and state funds. Officials say the projects are part of the DNR's Phase 1 funding, made possible through the Building Michigan Together Plan, a $4.8 million infrastructure package signed by Governor Whitmer in March. That stemmed from the federal relief program, the American Rescue Plan. 
A congressional committee was in East Lansing Tuesday to hear directly from top cybersecurity officials on their work to protect Americans, including residents in Michigan, from an increasingly disruptive threat, ransomware. The field hearing of the Intelligence and Counterterrorism Subcommittee was convened by its chair, 8th District Congresswoman Alyssa Slotkin, who said the issues being discussed definitely had local impact, noting that a ransomware attack in East Lansing two years ago wound up costing a million dollars. Among those in attendance was Brighton's mayor, Chris Toby. Toby also serves as Livingston County's chief information officer. He said by sharing federal and state resources available to local agencies and leaders to address cybercrimes, the committee was helping governments and businesses come together to fight cybercriminals. Also present, Pinckney Village Manager uh, Rebecca Foster, uh, who's actually the village president. I think I've just demoted her to village wow. manager. She's Who actually the, the president. I, I've just impeached her. Can't do that. I'm sorry. I, Nothing I don't know who, who wrote this crap. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Pinckney Village President Rebecca Foster said it was helpful and that it highlighted resources that have not been well promoted, questioning why the roundtable was the first that she was hearing that the state has a cyber division that has resources and assistance available to, for community cybersecurity. To that end, Congresswoman Slotkin posted details and contact information on her social media on how to reach the CISA in Michigan to schedule a conversation, and those details are at Mike and John Podcast. And that's what's going on. Have I been demoted yet? I don't know. What have you done? I'm Anything? about as low as I can go on the totem yeah. pole. News brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. Of course, they're going to be a part of our big Mike and John splash party, which is coming up a week from Saturday, July 9th. Mark your calendar. Have we talked about that? Uh, Have we, we mentioned will. it? We'll, we'll slide it okay. in somewhere yeah, in the sure. show. Okay. Speaking of Cooper and Binkley Jewelers, yes. Simon and G. Uh, Simon G jewelry representative was just in the store. What? Mark and Barb have placed their order and they are going to arrive soon, all the orders. And if you go to their website, Cooper and Binkley, you'll see that, their Facebook page. Mm. I'm looking at it right now. All it's the just, Simon G. Look at, look at that, all that uh, Simon G stuff that's Simon coming. Simon G bling. So if you're a Simon G fan, even Zagani, Cooper and Binkley Jewelers oh, yeah. has you covered. Uh, also, that's if you'd like, your, like something that's a one-of-a-kind. That's like your East Coast, West Coast. Again, Zagani. Simon G. and Zagani, yeah. Zagani. It's fun to say, too. <laughs> Stop <laughs> sounds, by and check it like out. Sounds like a car that has gull-wing doors. Do you have the new Zagani 5100? Oh, man, that, that thing. Sure. That, you should see it taking a curve. It's comparable to a vet, maybe a Lamborghini. Perhaps there'll be a movie. Zagani versus Simon G. Or perhaps it's just beautiful jewelry. It could be. Yeah. Stop by Cooper & Binkley Jewelers, downtown Brighton, to find out more. Go to their website, cooperandbinkleyjewelers.com, or even on Facebook, you'll see the, uh, the new yeah. additions that are coming soon to Cooper & Binkley right. Jewelers. Go on. Check them out on yeah. Facebook. We'll have the answer to uh, last night's WNT Wednesday Night Trivia coming up. I don't think anybody's gotten it right Right, yet. right. And we did have a question from uh, somebody who said, you know, on the Facebook page, you're like, where are the answers? you got to listen to the podcast. The answer's in the wind, my friend. <laughs> it's in the wind. Like our radio careers. In yeah. the wind. <laughs> well, <laughs> well uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, you listen to the podcast to get the answers. We'll eventually post it up on Facebook. but We like to keep you hanging a little yeah, bit. Come on you know, now. Come on now. Sometimes we forget. Yeah. <laughs> we don't post the answers well, until three days later. That's not the part we're supposed to say. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was behind the, that was the, behind the oh. scenes stuff. Let me go back here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sometimes we forget. We post it three days later. Good job. All right. Excellent. Hey, woke your kid up. You know, it's time for the less you know with Rich Pearlberg, and it's brought to you by Jordan Genso with the Genso team at Remax Platinum. If you want to learn about the history of the Iberian Peninsula, 
There's no Iberian Peninsula. There is, there is, actually. The Peninsula? It's Spain. Anyway, a conversation with Jordan Genso will leave you knowing less, not more. See, because the Moors, they occupied Spain back in the Middle Ages. and um, the Moors. If you're a Seinfeld fan, there was a whole thing about moops. But that's a different story. (laughs) That's not Moors. (laughs) No, they're not. And there was a big fight between George and Bubble Boy over that. No way. But a conversation with Jordan Genso and the Genso team at Remax Platinum regarding the current housing market will give you the confidence to know what's going on. Give Jordan a call, 248-444-9777, or find him on Facebook, Jordan Genso Community. Community you, servant, community realtor. Do you think the, the Moors invented s'mores? <laughs> Just asking. Maybe. I mean, they could. I, they said, hey, let's have s'mores that's of that. That's possible. Rich right. Pearlberg, unless you know. What are we talking about today? Picture gate. Oh, picture gate. Mm-hmm. If he answers. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> Maybe he's looking at pictures. Yes. I don't. <laughs> picture gate. Are we talking about yeah. the... Yeah, I dialed right. <laughs> she says sure. his name, Rich Prober. <laughs> Did you dial? He's yeah, blowing us off. He is blowing us off. <laughs> well, then we'll definitely know. Hi, this is Rich. Oh, hi, Rich. Hey, Rich. Oh, what the hell, man? <laughs> now we got to leave the message. He's going to. please record your message. When you finished recording, that's his secretary. Or yeah. press yeah. one for more options. To leave a callback number, press five. I'm not going to. No, no, he, he knows, knows the numbers. Hey, hey, Rich! It's we, us. Didn't we say we were gonna talk today? Call and talk. About Are you too busy looking picture, at pictures? Picture Gate. Yeah. <laughs> is that what its official title? I don't know. Like it has an all official right. title. We're talking well, about the young man who uh, let it all hang out while another man was getting a trophy. Right. <laughs> he was. He had his participation trophy while the other guy was getting his NCAA trophy. Man. Uh, anyway, give, uh, us, a call, give right? us a call back. Um, yeah, yeah. If we don't answer, we're probably talking to the mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I will say this much, though. This segment really lived up to its name because we really know a lot less now. We do. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe right. we'll talk to Rich. Maybe we won't. Yeah, we See, sometimes things roll like that here at Mike and John. <laughs> this Gattacana. is how it is. <laughs> you know, if we wanted to, we could, of course, edit. But... Why bother? <laughs> <laughs> that would require more work. That gives us time, John, to delve into some yes, of the answers on last night's All right. trivia, Wednesday night trivia. And it read like this. Yeah. Studies found when it comes to our cars or our vehicles, 88% of men have done this at least once. 75% of women have or have have as our typer. <laughs> Who, who typed this? Probably the same person that, that <laughs> typed up my news and you know made Rebecca Foster the cover, village manager. Cover me while I, while I edit that. I'm busy editing my news stuff. <laughs> yeah, sometimes this happens. Well, you know. You know, why didn't the correct type fix that for me? I don't know. What is going on around here? Somebody hacked my Facebook. Yeah, let's blame that. Okay, yeah. so now I'm back to the question. It says, now, studies have found when it comes to our cars or vehicles... 88% of men have done this at least once. Right. 75% of women have. What is it they have done? Hmm. Answers? I don't think we've gotten a, a correct no. one yet. Let somebody else drive your car. There was a time when I would not let anybody drive my right. car. Right. But I've grown out of that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, this guy answered the question with, I've never heard the answers that you mentioned to these questions. <laughs> Do you have to listen to the podcast? Yeah, you got to listen. No, you want to know what? You don't have to listen. That's right. You can watch. Carl. You can watch Carl. What's, should we look up Carl? <laughs> no. All right, let's see. Other uh, Replace the windshield wipers. 
Some cars are a little easier to do this. Once you get it, once you know how to do oh it, God. it's pretty easy. It is so true. But sometimes you're like, it's either super cold out, and right. that's when you need to change the windshield wipers. See, I, I, my previous vehicle I had for 10 years, and you're right, the first couple times I did it, and then you finally figure it out. Oh, now I've got a new car. I have not, boom, boom. I've not put on new wipers. I just got the car in December. I haven't yet put on new wipers, and I'm not looking forward to it. If I were you, I'd call Murphy's Family Auto. You know they what? They know how to put wipers on your I'm going to need car. an oil change soon. I'm going to call Murphy's. I'll bring it in. You know, they're open Saturday, 8 to yeah, 1 now. If you tell them we sent I, you. Right. I could save 5% off. Hey, I sent me. That's right. <laughs> Walk in there and go, I sent me. <laughs> I was sent by me. I was sent by me. And I'd be like, where's my 5% off? Call the paddy wagon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's here <laughs> saying he was sent himself. Uh, you're right. Of course, Murphy's Family Auto, your car knows. Uh, you get more details about everything uh, they do. Murphy'sFamilyAuto.com or call them 517-552-3040. All right. Let's get back to this. Yes, morning. back to this. Yes. 88% of guys. 75% of women have done this when it comes to their car. Right. Uh, did donuts in a parking lot. Oh, I did that once. A long, long once. time ago. But it was, it was winter. Yeah. You know, you had the snow to work with. Right. Yeah, it was empty. Uh, empty grocery store parking lot. I won't say I remember, when, you know, everyone used to go to the high school parking lot on a weekend. Yeah. If it was had it just snowed. Sure. And uh, I remember once going up there and waiting in line. <laughs> Should have been a ticket There's like three or four cars. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I got there. I thought I'd be bye-bye. And I'm like, oh, all right. I just pulled in line and waited. So you, you <laughs> got my turn. by yourself? You didn't have any buddies? No, I had friends. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But we pulled up and you're like, oh, there's cars ahead of us. Well, you know we'll what? just wait. What does that say about somebody if they're doing donuts by themselves? Well, that's kind of that, sad. That is that's sad. Like, I mean, that's it, just It's sad. like going to a movie I mean, or out to eat by yourself. That's not fun. <laughs> I mean, there's certain things you can do by yourself that are fun. Sure. But you don't want friends around. Hey, what are you thinking of? Of course, he's talking about watching a chick flick. Well, yeah, or like the Splash, or the Hallmark Channel. Maybe a movie like Splash, which is coming up July 9th. It is at the Historic Hall Theater. That's the right. Mike and John Summer oh, Splash Band. Look, look who decided oh, to show. Oh. Rich Perlberg yeah. decided to All right. show. All right, I guess right, well. I guess we'll take his call now. Good morning, late Rich. <laughs> it is the late Rich Perlberg. <laughs> I, I tried to come up with a good excuse, but it, I just was sitting in a place and I realized I didn't have any reception. So oh, I, we, oh, the old It was in the men's room. <laughs> okay. <call>. Gotcha. Well, we were in the middle of something. Yeah. We can interrupt well, it we'll for you. We'll go back to that. And we have to talk to a mermaid you know, yeah. coming up here in a few minutes, but uh, we'll squeeze you in. Yeah, you're, you're pre-mermaid discussion. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're talking about PictureGate today. The picture, yeah, yeah. That, that odd America. Do you want? Do you want to? Do you want to fill in the background? Well, yeah. It, the, the, lo local local paper exposed more than they planned. To. Right. There's yeah. a paper uh, picture last week in the Livingston County Daily. Uh, you know, Brighton athlete, part of this NCAA winning lacrosse team, and in the picture you see him, he's holding the trophy, very happy. Up in the corner is a teammate, we assume, who is also displaying a trophy um, with, his, with his pants around his ankles. And um, You know, I just want to point out here, it's not the size of the trophy that matters. It's that you've got one. Well, <laughs> nonetheless, of course. I do want to say, just before we get into this, my, my 
best time for humor was when I was in seventh grade. So I'm I'm going to be trying to check myself. Uh-huh. Then you are at the right place, sir. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is seventh grade humor elevated to its highest I mean, form. Beavis and Butthead was a little bit too sophisticated. For me. <laughs> like I said, you are in the right place. So now look, you used to be the editor there. Uh, you you've you know been a newspaper guy for you know your career and um, uh, things like. Let's put it this way. At the time, I mean, and I even said this at the time, you know, hey, the fact that this picture got through and was printed, boy, there's a lack of editors. Why didn't somebody see this and catch it? You know, Gannett, they've slashed and cut the budgets, and this is the result of that. You maybe have a different take. Well, I mean, let's, let's, let's be clear. The, the system they have in place now, they, they throw all their uh, pages to some place. I don't know if it's Louisville or Indianapolis these days, and some... People there slap together the pages and put them together, and they have had dramatic cutbacks. Uh, I mean, I think there's a handful of people left in Livingston County. So there's no doubt that plays a role, okay? I, I, I'm not trying to say that, but but I just, uh, I know I've been watching your reaction to it, and you've gotten all these people saying, oh, my goodness, I can't believe all the cutbacks. This is what happens. The industry in our own paper has always had mistakes. I can't. I can't what? remember one where it was quite that blatant. But what? Uh, it's it's painfully easy to, with all the decisions and all the stuff that's going on, to have to have, a, to have an error slip through. And um, I'm thinking if you had more people back back in the day, we used to uh, uh, not do desktop publishing. Uh, the pages were laid out on layout tables, and all sorts of people were walking by them. And it just increased the chances somebody would see something. Yeah, somebody would say, hey, look what that guy's got hanging out over there. You might want to edit that picture. Maybe a little <laughs> crop this down. You see about five or six people gathered over looking at a picture. Uh, you, you might want to take a look yeah. and see what's going on. Hold on but here. There's, there's, there's a, there's a uh, Murphy's Law type of thing that goes on that says uh, the bigger the headline font, the more likely you are to miss the mistake. I mean, it's just yeah. it's just ridiculous. Uh, uh, and and uh, Ron Zwinkowski was a, a, a really well-respected editor for the Detroit Free Press, and he wrote a piece once that said, talked about how every editor, every reporter goes to sleep at night sometime, and then all of a sudden has this fear, did I, did I correct that? Did I make that change? Right. Did I check that number? And most of the time, you wake up the next morning and find out, thank goodness you did, but... Um, Occasionally, things could happen. Now, yeah. I don't think we ever at the paper had uh, had. Uh, <laughs> what did you have? Ex- exposés like that. <laughs> exposés. Very well put. Well, let me ask you this, Rich. In the state of newspaper in the in in the country and how how everything's gone online and everything, could this perhaps have been? Oh, I'm opening up the scandal. Uh oh. On purpose. Because look at all the attention this thing has gotten. I don't think it did, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm purposely getting attention on purpose to make some sort of internal statement. No, no. Oh, well, or, or, or either. Way to or either. You yeah. know, I don't know. What do you think? I, I, I was more questioning whether the kid on, the kid's up on a locker, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Was, did he, was this done on purpose? I think it was. But Okay. I wasn't uh, talking about I, the kid. I'm talking about the paper, putting that picture. Paper, so, I doubt it. Yeah. I really doubt it. You would hope not, I but. Mean, you're looking at uh, is a submitted picture, and uh, the focus should be on the kid and the trophy. The the, the real tro- well, I don't know what 
Oh, real short. See what you got me here, Yes, right. Uh, no, I would. I would be real surprised. That would. That would be unusual. I mean, but. But uh, no, because somebody have noticed it and said, "Well, okay, they're uh, they're making us jam these papers through and these pages through." But I'll tell you, I it. You said, I bet you a lot of people who got the paper never saw it, never noticed yeah, it. It's right. Just, uh, it's it's. I can, I can remember way back, this goes back a million years when I was a, a student at the University of Michigan, and they still put out college yearbooks. And uh, one of the sections was all the fraternities would have a page where all the fraternity brothers would stand in front of their fraternity house for a team picture, and then that would be published. Well, one of the fraternities, with all their uh, brothers uh, with sports coats and slacks, uh, were standing on the steps in front of their house, and one of them had removed his uh, private parts and had it just hanging out there <laughs> hey. on his pants. And it got published. I mean, so... <laughs> I think that was, was in uh, Hollywood Nights. Yeah. <laughs> He's right. playing the violin! This was, this was back in the early 70s. <laughs> okay, that was later. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and the guy did it, so all sorts of people must have seen that picture and went through, so... I, I I I I feel for whoever did that. I mean, it's, it's embarrassing. It should never have happened. Uh, I doubt if it was a statement. That's that's a little risky. Yeah. Somebody was already leaving. But to the large to, to the larger point that you're making, though, that. Uh, Mistakes, even back when papers were fully staffed and had editors and photo editors, and 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 there were more layers of review. Right. Mistakes still got through. I mean, people are people, humans being humans. Mistakes still happened. Yeah, usually they they were uh, headlines written. We were trying to jam it in. I I was looking some of them up, and one of them was like homicide victims rarely talk to police. Those are just <laughs> yeah. uh, or, or you, you put a, a picture from one story poorly placed next to a headline from another story. Right, right. Something funny, you know. Uh, to, to, to have something like that get through, I'm trying to think of, I, I don't remember any stories like that, but boy, I'll tell you what, um, it could have happened. I mean, people used I it didn't happen to us. We were, uh, it happened to the Livingston County Press before I worked there. When the Argus and the Press were still different, somebody put in a fake obituary for a local relatively prominent attorney who hadn't died. Oops. Okay. <laughs> Did they get remember, sued? Was it a joke? Remember Stanley Behrman, the Behrman building? It was, it's a little building that's across the street from where the county press used to be. And yeah. Stanley Behrman was this crotchety old guy and somebody was had a, had a bone to pick with him, so to speak, and and put a uh, obituary in, and he and he was he wasn't dead, and <laughs> well. once people realized he wasn't dead, they had they had all sorts of fun with it. So, so yeah. Magnolia sending sending flower condolence flowers. We were competitors that time, so we went over and did a story on him, and he was wonderful. <laughs> well, but, you know, so, but but I mean, those things happen. Right. Uh, you just you just fear that it doesn't happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's true. I, I guess, th- so moving away from that particular incident, and we, we, we talked somewhat about this before, but just about uh, the state of of media, I guess, especially print publications, because with the Livingston Daily, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, my impression is, is that the print version is secondary. It seems to be almost an afterthought. The main product is the website and all the digital advertising. I, I think that's part of the case. It's been so long since I've been there, but before I left, 
the uh, what used to be called the Booth Papers. They're called M Live now. They'd already gone in that direction. The Arab News was the uh, was was one of the first ones. And I can remember talking to editors there, kind of shaking their heads, saying, "We're just putting stories, putting them into a database so that it can get put up on our website." And then some guy at a remote location each day grabs some of the stories and slaps them onto in for their print edition. But uh, I mean, when's the last time you guys have purchased a print edition of a newspaper? Well, mm. <laughs> you know, I don't you even know, know if they have those newspaper boxes anymore where you can put your money. <laughs> do they even have those? <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on. Actually, I need a lot of quarters to do this. Yeah. I, I, I have no idea what their circulation is now. It can't be very much. And, and I, I mean, I, I grew up in it. I, I used to hear the newspaper or the presses running in the back shop of my dad's place yeah. and stuff like that. I love Newsprint. I can't tell you the last. Well, I, I mean, I also still enjoy reading a paper, you know, an actual physical paper. I mean, I still read my, my like my wife likes to read books on her Kindle or on her phone. Uh, I don't really. I still like a book. I like a physical yeah, medium yeah. that I can hold. That's just me, and I, everyone's different, and that's fine. Um, you know, my father, who you know, he passed away last month, but he. He was my newspaper source because he would come over every month with a big bag of newspapers and magazines after he'd read them and he'd bring them to and he was my source. And so I've got to like I'm like, well gosh, I, I miss getting that. I gotta I gotta sign up myself. Okay, but, that, but that's the problem. Right. You're just talking about the demographic that likes newspapers. Right. Exactly. No, that <laughs> and by the way, I'm holding up here, and obviously you can't see this, Rich. I have an insert that I uh, borrowed from an old newspaper box. You remember the cardboard inserts they would put in? Oh, yeah. And this is from the uh, Detroit News, uh, and I believe this is from the 1984 That's, year. Yeah, it's got to be. It says, Everyday Tiger Page. Yeah. And it's a cardboard insert, and I, I remember <laughs> seeing this, and I... I, I saw that the corner was I kind of sticking the, out, and I was like, oh, I think I could take that. Yeah, the <laughs> statute of limitations on yes, robbing uh, a newspaper box so have, uh, since I passed, so. borrowed this. <laughs> I hope that I don't get indicted. By the way, you'll find this on eBay. <laughs> a little bit later on. I just thought it was pertinent since we mentioned this. I bring yeah. that up. All right. it, just, it just changed everything, and, and it, it happened so rapidly. And, and newspapers have a, a hard time adjusting. And I'll tell you what, I... I'm having a hard time figuring out what I want to do. I want to support the industry, but I'm we don't know if I want to pay that many subscriptions anymore for, for no Well, I mean, I would say, I think. look, I whether it's digital or it's print, I, people will pay for content if it's worth it, if they feel it is worthwhile. So I hear a lot of complaining from people about, this, well, we'll pick on them, let's pick on the Livingston Daily, who will say, I'm not paying that firewall, I'm not paying that paywall, I mean, because I don't feel the content is even worth it, even for me to pay, eh. right. And so they go, eh. I don't feel it's worth it. That's one thing. But uh, the, the complaint I don't get is somebody will be online and saying, uh, can somebody send me a copy of this? Uh, right. I don't want to pay for it. They do want to read it. They just don't want to pay for it. Well, it, and, yeah. And I know really every, everybody's got different business models. I mean, you on the radio, you didn't have to pay for it. You... you, you, you if you bought on the radio, you did. But if you want those stories and you think they're valuable, I mean, they're they're, they're not. Well, I mean, but look at the produce. And so, if, if you really think the the stories aren't worth it, if the information isn't worth it, then fine. 
Right. But if you think it's worth it, but you don't want to pay for it, well, I think the problem's with the consumer. Then. Right. Well, but I, but I think it's finding the right business model. Look at the Washington Post. Look at the New York Times. I mean, they have successfully somewhat uh, put up paywalls, and they are they are making a profit. Uh, and through other revenue sources, too, don't get me wrong. But but they put up a paywall, and they are successful in people saying, you know what, I will pay for that content. I feel it's worth it. Well, but those are, those are unusual news sources, New York Times, True. National Paper. Uh, here's the thing, though. The, the, the business model changed so dramatically. Back when things were normal for the newspaper industry, yes, people paid for the product, but you kept the price pretty low because you wanted to get high circulation. Right. Uh Circulation revenue probably only accounted for twenty percent of a newspaper's revenue. The rest came from advertising. Exactly, right. and the internet killed that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so the the industry never quite <clears throat> fig, figured that out. Although, I mean, I think, like I said, I, I mentioned the New York Times or the Washington Post as examples of where. Somewhat belatedly, newspapers said, you know what, we can't just be giving away our content for free. What business model works where you're just giving your stuff away for free, like two idiots in a basement doing a podcast? Right. You know, what kind of nonsense is that? <laughs> I mean, what kind of morons would... Those, those are the guys editing papers now. <laughs> so, well, you know, we could go around and around on this, but I think it's an interesting take on, on Picturegate. And, um, well... Uh, I just, I just... Wonder why if they ever going to identify you know you know what it made me think of and this is showing my my humor. Did you ever see the movie Porky's? Oh boy, yeah. perhaps hey, twelve perhaps. or fourteen times <laughs> for, for educational purposes. Sure, there's a scene where uh, we're just, just the gym teacher, <laughs> or is it the shower scene? Wants <laughs> to have a lineup of yeah, yeah. <laughs> what they call them, the tallywhackers. Yes, through the through the wall. <laughs> and I say, yeah, I'm to identify this kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, investigative reporting. We'll get on this immediately. Yeah, that's right. We'll get to the bottom of it. Oh, no, we don't want to. No, no. All right. Once again, we've known less than we did we when do. we started. Yes, thank you, Rich Perlberg. I've done my job. Yes, you right. have. We'll talk to you next week, Rich. Thanks. All right. All right. All right. The Less You Know brought to you by Jordan Genso with the Genso team at Remax Platinum. Call him today, 248-444-9777, or find him on Facebook, Jordan Genso, Community Serving Community Realtor. All right, we're late. We're late for a very important date. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> so because Rich blew us off, that's pushed us behind, and now it's time for us to call our mermaid connection. Yes. Molly the mermaid. Yeah. Molly Cunningham. Making dreams come true yeah. with her flipper fin on. <laughs> hey, now. Hello. Hi, Molly. It's Mike and John from Mike and John Got It Going On. How are you doing? First, we want to apologize for being late. It was John's fault. No, it was Rich Perlberg's fault. All right, it was somebody's fault, yeah. but not mine. Anyway. Oh, I'm not worried about it at all. Right. Well, that's good. I mean, and you're probably good at holding your breath. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, so. I'm used to that. Right, so, right. You know, a few days ago on the show, we were talking about a, a, a trend that's taken over the past few years has been this mermaiding thing. And then, then we, we heard about you and your your mermaiding. Yeah, ma uh, you, you run Mermaid Molly Entertainment, LLC. Yes, and, that's my company. Yeah, and Molly, and I believe we've talked to you in the past. I mean, you've been in several stage productions at, at like the Dio, and, and yeah. yeah, and I know we've talked to you in the past. Why did you not bring up the tale when, yeah. when we talked to you? We before? had no idea about this other life you yeah. were leading. 
I it's it's funny. Sometimes I just don't think to bring it up. But yeah, I was on um, your radio show once before. It was um, when I did Murder at the Howard Johnsons. Okay. Yeah. Right. 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 All right. All right. All right. So now yeah. uh, you, you know, amidst your acting career, uh, you're also doing this Mermaid Molly Entertainment. How long have you been a mermaid? Um, I started back in 2016. Okay, All right. so about six years. And yeah. what what inspired you, or what made you get into this? Uh, well, it was kind of interesting actually, because when I started, it really started with <laughs> I wanted to do a mermaid photo shoot because I have always been obsessed with mermaids, and I was that weird kid that talked about mermaids like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought um, a very very beginner tail to do this photo shoot with a photographer, and then one of my girlfriends had said, "Well, why don't you come and do a party for my daughter, and I'll plug it all over social media." And I thought, "Okay, well I'll give it a try." And so went and did that and really, really enjoyed it. And then I started getting more and more inquiries. And then at one point I decided, okay, well, I should probably go, you know, the proper direction with this and become an LLC and get the proper insurance and get certifications. And then it just kind of took off from there. All right. So, so let's start. Let's back up just a couple paces All right. if, if we can. The budget tail. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm sure there's high end and, and, and the one that your starter right. tail, if you will, your fin. Right. Um, <laughs> so, so tell us about when you have this thing on, can you walk? No, you no. cannot walk. Okay. So that's one of the biggest questions that I get uh, because one of the one of the com most complicated parts of doing a mermaid party is if you think about it, for princess entertainers, for superhero entertainers, whatever, they can walk into a party and they can walk out of a party. Right. So the most complicated thing with the mermaiding is that most of the time, for safety reasons, I have to have an assistant there, which we call like a mer tender or a mer handler. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> And um, they have to be there for safety reasons, but also a big part of what they do is they're making sure that there are no children around when I am tailing up and detailing. <laughs> so, I wonder what the phrases were for so that. So let's just say yes. you let's just say you're at a dry party, okay, right. and you have to go into another room to tail up. Right. All right. So how do you enter? Are you on? Are, are you like did crawling? They, in? Did they carry you in? I mean, yeah. So sometimes I've I've been carried before, and some girls are carried on a regular basis. For me personally, I don't like it because I've just heard of girls being dropped yeah. and injuring their backs, well, yeah. or even but, like their assistant getting injured. Yeah, you definitely so, need insurance for this. I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so for liability reasons, I actually like to use. Um, I have like a really really heavy duty wagon that I actually purchased. Uh, it carries like up to like 900 pounds or something. So I intentionally got this wagon so that we could transport mermaids at events. Um, so I have that wagon. Um, there are some other little ways around that. I was going like, to say you get like a, a mechanic's creeper or something and slide in. Slide in. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, we get very creative. Well, yeah. And, and so, uh, I mean, obviously, I would imagine, you tell me, uh, you know, most of your bookings are for, for kids' parties. Uh, and creating that illusion, but I know that you also do adult mermaid parties. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I do a little bit of everything. Um, at this point, I've done so many different types of events, but even like last summer, I did uh, a festival where it was a concert festival, and there were several bands there, and so they just wanted... Uh, 
I think we had three mermaids there, and they basically just wanted mermaids in a giant clamshell. So I have a couple different giant clamshells that have like LED lighting, and they change oh, colors nice. at night. Hey, what kind of traveling? Uh, I mean, you know, what do you got? A semi truck to you know a <laughs> box truck to haul your well, stuff? Well, the cool thing about those is they actually function like a bouncy house. So they, you can put them in a pretty uh, small bag when you pack them up, but they have like a fan in them. And so it pushes air through the shell for the entire, the entire duration of the event. So you don't have to worry about them getting like a hole in them and deflating or anything like yeah. that because they function just like a bouncy house. Right. We're looking at a picture right now where you're in this uh, inflatable clamshell uh, yeah. with the, a, a dog. Somebody's posed you with the dog in this picture. Oh, oh so that's one of the smaller ones. Oh. That one, that one is actually a pool float. Oh, I see. And so oh, I should keep looking. we like right. to use those too, but the reason I bought these other ones is because every once in a while those pool floats will start to deflate during right. an event. And that's which, not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, we see the bigger ones now. Yeah, I see the bigger ones now. So, I see what you're saying where it's uh it's like a it's like a bounce house. Now, do you actually yeah. do you actually swim if somebody has a pool, do you actually hop get in the pool and oh, and swim yeah. with the tail on? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All of my tails are swimmable. Uh basically the way that it works is depending on what the tail is. Some of them have a monofin that uh, you can basically take out of the tail. And then some of them, like my silicone tails, have a monofin that is built in, so you never actually take the monofin out. Okay. So, so do you, you have multiple tails? Oh, yeah. So depending on the circumstances. The event, you go, well, I think I, I wore that one last time. Right. I think I'll go with the red one. You know, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean it, you know, sometimes it just depends on if the client wants something really specific, sometimes they ask. Um, sometimes if it's for like a kid's birthday party, they'll say, oh, my daughter's favorite colors are pink, purple, blue, you know, right. whatever. And then I kind of work around which tail I'm going to use based on their favorite colors. Oh, very nice. Um, and, and again, it's a, especially for kids, uh, it's it's creating that illusion. It's it like like you mentioned before, like having a princess party. You know, little kids will think, "Oh, I'm really, I'm really with Snow White," and and that's wonderful. Yeah. And I think the same thing with being a mermaid. Uh, they, I mean, especially the younger kids. I mean, they really think you're a mermaid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, yeah. have you run into some of these adult parties where the guys <laughs> hey. have these kind of <laughs> hey weird sense of <laughs> fantasy? Yes. yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes. Yeah, Brad, I tail it out of there. See what I did there? Oh, oh, dear oh, Lord. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, Molly. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. No, yeah. Sometimes sometimes we get uh, some interesting comments at events. Um, also, we we actually have a term in the industry uh -oh. uh, for men that like to message us online oh, inappropriately. Yeah. Um, and we call them merverts. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm with that with the high Really? <laughs> okay, I'm going to delete this. Hold on. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, they, they definitely exist. <laughs> I have no doubt. So, we have no doubt. Just how, how you know, you, there's obviously a, a, a market for this, and, mm -hmm. you know, you're local, but have you come in contact with or had conversations, whether it's online or phone or whatever, with others that are doing this too, share ideas? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when I started doing this, I had done a little bit of research at the time back in 2016, and I could only find, I think it was like two other girls in the state doing it, maybe three other girls. 
Now there are tons of girls in Michigan doing this. There's a lot of girls popping up in Indiana. Um, I now have mermaid friends like all over the state because I was actually just at a festival in Virginia performing with a company in Michigan that has the largest mobile tank in North America. Like they can actually take it around to festivals around the U.S. Mm-hmm. So they brought that out to Norfolk, Virginia for the Norfolk Harbor Fest. And I met a bunch of mermaids, you know, from across the state. Say it's because they brought us all together to do this performance. Yeah, say so, yeah there's girls everywhere. Maybe there's conventions. You know, I mean, they have yes, conventions no, for just about. There has day, to be, so, right? Yeah. Yep. There's actually uh, Murfest International is a convention here in Michigan, um, and then there's a huge one also called Mermagicon that happens in Virginia every year. So now, do you have? I, I, I you there? I know there's events where they have tanks. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. water tanks. Do you do you have a tank that you can use or borrow so, or rent? Yeah, at this time, I don't have a tank. I have considered purchasing a tank, and I'm still kind of on the fence about it just because not only is it obviously a huge investment, right. but um, there's a lot of upkeep that goes with it, and certain tanks are really not meant to be mobile tanks. So right. You have to be careful about moving them. Um, basically, if, if there's any kind of basically like a warranty or whatever you want to call it on the tank. If you move it, then that warranty can be null and void. Yeah, that's a lot. yeah, so so it's a little it's a little tricky. But well, and, right the, and now the I get to go and perform in um in the tank in South Haven, which is Aqua Performance Group's tank that they have a lease on. Right. And then um this year I'm going to be back at the Renaissance Festival with a wonderful group of mermaids, and they have a tank there as well. So at least I get to go and play in other people's tanks. Well, I, I would imagine having your own tank. The the issue about the water. I mean, you have to fill it up. You couldn't move it yes. with water in it. And then you know, I would hope these things have a heater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. If you're going to be in this tank for a while. Um, You have to have a a proper heater, a proper filtration system. Right. Um, You know, knowing about all the different, I mean, it's just kind of of like a pool, but even more complicated. Right, right. That that would be a (laughs) lot, I agree. Now now let's shift gears just a little bit here because I'm looking at a couple pictures of, of the tails. Uh, is there tail maintenance you have to do? Mervert alert. <laughs> anyway, I mean, really, I mean, you think about, well, i got to shine the tail today. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> or, you know, you got to do something to maintain it, make them look oh. and stay uh, usable. Oh, right. Absolutely, absolutely. So it, it just depends on what kind of tail. But, like, for the silicone tails, like, let's say I wear it in a pool. Um, after I wear it, because of the chlorine, I mm. have to give it a baking soda bath to mm. neutralize the chlorine. Yeah. And then um, every once in a while, I have to give them vinegar baths. And then when I take them out of the bathtub, I have to basically prop them open and run a fan through them for, sure. like, up to a couple of days until the entire inside of the tail is dry so that you don't have to worry about getting any mold. Yeah, that would be that's yeah, not a moldy good. tail. No, no one wants now, a moldy tail. <laughs> where, where do you keep these things? Like at your, at your residence? Where do you keep these I mean, these you have things? a closet? Oh, or a, the tails just hang yeah. like a meat locker? <laughs> I know, I know. I have so some people build stands for their tails. I actually have a giant uh, garment bag that I stack them up on and then I stick that underneath my bed but my friend did tell me that she has discovered that the perfect size garment bag for tails is actually a, a body bag oh. <laughs> so he's getting a lot of interesting like ads popping up on her I guess she's not under investigation at all yeah, <laughs> much. So, I need 12 you body know, bags you, you gotta wonder you know let's just say you have a maid or something for the first time they come in to clean your house and they're cleaning and go to 
go under the bed. And, like, what the heck's going on here? I know. <laughs> There's a know. bunch of tails under the bed. Yeah. You know, finding. Oh and and uh, and so when you're in a situation where there is a tank, like in one of these festivals, and they have a big tank, and mm-hmm. and and like, so I'm looking at pictures where you know kids are watching you underwater. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so how long can you hold your breath? I mean, do you, how long do you try and stay under? Because you're, you're blowing kisses at the kids, you're making hearts, yeah. you know, with them, and they want, you yeah. want to maintain that illusion. Absolutely. So um, it just depends. Like my breath hold can change in water. It can change with the temperature. It, you know, obviously changes if I'm tired, if I've been in the tank for a long time. Yeah. Um, but a couple of years ago, I got my. Naui. So Naui is the National Association of Underwater Instructors. So mm-hmm. I have a level one and a level two certification. So I have training in uh, breath hold, water safety, water rescue, basic free diving. And when I did my level two certification to be able to pass, I did have to hit two minutes. Okay. Wow. Now, yeah. now yeah. do you know any male mermaids? Oh, man-maids. Mer- yeah. Are they yes. mer- mermans? What are they called? Man-maids. Yep, mermen. Yep. Mermen. 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 Out there. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and uh, that, that just seems odd. Well, how is that? Uh, why would it be odd? Mer- men can be mermen, too. I, I don't know. You know, I saw the little mermaid, and uh, I saw Splash, <laughs> and I never saw any guy mermaids. So. Oh, you never saw? No. Nope. Nope, they're absolutely out there. There's going to be at least one merman at the uh, Michigan Renaissance Festival this year, from my understanding, from our group messages. So, um, so yeah, there's absolutely mermen out there. But I would say that there are definitely not as many of them yeah. in, um, at least here in Michigan. I haven't met that many. So I know there's a lot of mermen go to conventions as hobbyists. I just don't know if there are quite as many of them doing it professionally as there are. And the market's a little more saturated with mermaids right. than mermen. But no. they, they're definitely out there. So you're saying there's an opportunity for right. mermen here. Now, yeah. hold on. But then we got to go through the swimming thing and the certification. Uh, and uh. Yeah, right. that's that's a lot of a lot of work. And I, I mean, who, if, who'd yeah, want I us mean, in their hey, tank? We need more mermen. Well, you know, but she said if we're doing those dry parties, it'll just roll us in on a wagon. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> then you don't have to worry about all the water stuff. Can, right, can, right. Can you flip your tail to the beat of a song? Oh gosh, um, I've never tried that. Before. No, let's say you're 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 dry. You know, you're on land okay. at, a, at a party, and they they put on wow. a, a certain tune. Uh-huh. I just wonder. You know, that's a good question. <laughs> I think you I lost Molly. It might depend on the tail because some of my tails, like one of my silicones, the fluke alone is about 25 pounds. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. a lot. You got to have strong abs. It's a good workout, big. though. Yeah. 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 So it just kind of depends because sometimes with that one, like if I when I flip the fluke, I seriously get like. Immediately cramps. Hmm. Yeah, you don't. You, don't you know what? I think that is a new phrase we're going to use here. On Mike and John fluke. got it going on. Flipping the fluke. Yep. Flipping the fluke. <laughs> Flip the fluke. Well, this is, this has been very interesting, and it just kind of all tied in with our big splash party that's coming yeah. up on July 9th. I know. So. I know. I wish that I could come out to that if I didn't have an event, and then I'm filming that night in Lansing. Well, that so you know what? That is canceled. That, that enjoyed well, us. Yeah, yeah. But you know, that's a, that's the, that's the whole thing. You're so busy. I mean, you've got yeah. events booked up because it's very popular, and it. If folks want to find out more or book you for a party, Mermaid Molly Entertainment, they can go online, bookmermaidmolly.com. Well, pretty cool stuff, Molly. We appreciate you sharing the story and having some fun with us today. Yes, well, thank you so much, you guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Very interesting. All right, Molly, thanks. (laughs) Have a great week. Have a great day. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I didn't know there was such a big thing for you. When I brought up the mermaiding thing being kind of a, a trend. Right. I, I mean, I knew it was out there. More than uh, I thought. And then our good friend Steve DeBruin at the Dio said, hey, you need to talk to Molly. 
Yeah. And uh, we just did. So, yeah, thanks to well, Whatever Steve says, we do. Well, Molly Cunningham. All right. So, very cool. All right. So I'm going to check the answers. Before we were so rudely interrupted by the late Rich Pearlburn. He was talking us <laughs> from the dead. No, he was. <laughs> uh, yes, we were in the middle of the answers for. Well, his career is justice. clearly dead if he's on this podcast. <laughs> 88% of men have done this at least once. 75% of women have. This is what it does have to do with your vehicle. I know. Uh, Did they flip the fluke? I'm not sure. First, you got to find the fluke. Yeah. Did donuts in the parking lot we talked about? Been in an accident. Saying men crash more than women. Parallel parked. When's the last time you parallel parked and did it well? Hmm. Um, a couple weeks ago. Check your tire pressure. Pretty proud of myself. Of course, I got with backup cameras now. It's kind of cheating. Ah, yeah, it is kind of cheating, know. isn't it? Uh, pick their nose in their car. <laughs> Men are probably more likely to do that than women. I was just rubbing the side of my nose. <laughs> Drive with the check engine light on. Well, yeah. <laughs> ah, it's nothing. Shut up. Car's still running. Lock your keys turn in your car. The, turn the radio up. Change your own oil and filter. Yeah, no one does that. Uh, added washer fluid. You know, some people don't even know where the washer fluid is located underneath the hood. Um, I will do that. <laughs> that is the basic maintenance I'll do. My, I will add washer fluid. Everything else, I have no idea. Lost their keys. Ran out of gas. Had sex in their car. That's our good friend Spencer. <laughs> well, uh, talk about flipping the fluke. It locked yourself in the car. Yeah. So How do you lock yourself in the car? I don't know. I guess it could happen. You know, you a more, you a more? I can't figure out how to unlock the door. I don't think you should be locked outside. So we had no winner. Ah. You're going to be surprised at this. Okay. All right. So again, how many? What was the percentage? Eighty-eight percent of yeah. men. Eighty-eight percent of men. Your vehicle, your car, truck, SUV have done this at least once. Have done this at least once. Seventy-five percent of women have. And the answer? Jumpstart your car. Hmm. Jumpstart your car. So, wow. Can be tricky for some. Ready for today's two cent history lesson? Am I ready? Before we do, we want to yeah. let you know about a great job opening. Am I fired? Here on this Am I fired? <laughs> yes. Is your, your name has to be you, John. You, me the you have to have a basement. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to be a customer of Firehouse Doors. Yeah. They are looking for qualified people to earn a great wage starting at $20 an hour. Right. If you have good mechanical aptitude, this is a full-time position. And again, it starts at $20 an hour. Rapid advancement, and you can be part of one of the most well-regarded small businesses in Livingston County. Contact full-time position. Yeah, full-time so. job. Uh, email firehousedoor at yahoo.com or text or call 810-599-7480. And uh, as often as we hear people, no one wants to work anymore. And it's like, well, because they don't want to work for crappy wages and a jerk-off boss. Well, that's not the case with Firehouse Doors. Mike Witt, uh, a wonderful guy, and as we've said, uh, they treat each customer like family. They treat their employees like family as well. So if you're looking for a full-time position, $20 an hour to start with rapid advancement, Firehouse Doors is the place to go. Email firehousedoor at yahoo.com or text or call 810-599-7480. Firehouse Doors. Right. Tell them Mike and John sent you, and we get 5% of your pay. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> All right, our Tuesday History Lesson today, the final day of June, June 30th. Today is Asteroid Day, or Meteor Watch Day. Mm. ruh National Ice Cream Soda Day. Ice Cream Soda. Going down to the soda shop. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, nice I haven't soda. had a good ice cream you know, soda. I like a good Boston cooler soda. myself. Verner's and vanilla. Ooh, I have a <laughs> Where's the penny candy, Mr. Drecker? 
This is the second day this week he's made 60s TV reference. <laughs> is that all? Uh, 1859 in this state, thousands gathered to watch French daredevil Charles Blondin cross Niagara Falls mm. on a tightrope. If only they had online betting then. <laughs> DraftKings. <laughs> What's the yes, over under yeah. on him dying? <laughs> I got 20 bucks on him dying. Uh, I bet he's going to fall but not die. The odds are different. Uh, I think he's going to break his back. Give me 20 bucks on breaking his back. 1912, Richard Hellman packaged and sold his first jar of Blue Ribbon Mayonnaise. Uh, Hellman's is the best. Yeah. I got to tell you. I mean, it's got. I'm eight, not a big man. It's got eight guy, trillion calories, yeah. and it's just fat in a jar. Well, but, but it's good. <laughs> but it was blue ribbon. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Helmets. 1936, "Gone with the Wind" was first published on this day. Frankly, I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. You know what? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm about ready. You, you flipped the fluke. I, did I flip the fluke there? Yes, you did. You jumped the shark. That's our new. You jumped the shark, you no, flipped the fluke. Flip the fluke. That's the new yes. phrase. 1953, the first Chevy Corvette was manufactured. The revolutionary sports car priced a little over $3,000. In 1953? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. 1976, a cop raid. What they Police have? raided the home of Neil Diamond, suspecting drugs in the home. The coppers went in. They searched Diamond's house. They found less than one ounce of marijuana. Because when I think dopers, oh, did yeah. you do it again? I don't know. I, 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 to grow your you hit the I, I got I to gotta complete the page. You hit the button where it reads everything off your page. <laughs> oh, my God. Just, Stop. You gotta, just close it down. Privacy. Just close the page. No, I want to hear what she has to we need advertisers, he says. <laughs> All okay. right. Goodbye. Shut up. Where are we at? Anyway. 1970. That was 1976. Yeah. Neil Diamond's home. They found right. a, that hit less than an Neil ounce of marijuana. Because if I'm a, uh, if I'm a, you know, a narcotics officer, I'm thinking, yeah, Neil Diamond, that's where the drugs are. You know what? They heard that song, Forever in Blue Jeans. <laughs> uh, crackling Rosie. We know what's crackling over there. Bust in the door, boys. Oh, no, I am, I said, to no one there. No wonder they're searching this dude's house. <gasps> okay. All right, 1977, Marvel Comics launched a comic book based on Kiss. No, oh, yeah. Kiss comic books. I think that was the same year, or it was the year after that the Phantom in the Park TV movie came out. Yeah. A classic piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the billing for it. Come see a classic piece of garbage. Come see this classic piece of 70s garbage. 1994, the U.S. Figure, uh, figure Skating Association stripped Tanya Harding. Well, of her national championship well, yeah, in 1994. Exactly. They banned her from the organization for life. Right. She was banned for life. Hit the BFL. Yeah. They flipped her fluke. And that was due to the attack yeah. on Nancy Kerrigan, who what? said... Why me? And finally, 2001, doctors implanted a dual-purpose pacemaker into the vice president, Dick Cheney's chest at the time. Mm-hmm. A dual purpose. Right. It wasn't a single purpose. It no, was no. a dual purpose. Right. He got double the duty. Well, sure. He was the vice president. Right. That's why. One half of the pacemaker 
powered his Terminator brain. And then the other half made sure pumping the children's blood that he was regularly infused with. <laughs> I, I don't think that's what the dual thing did. I'm sorry. It was like uh, having a dual I, I heard carburetor. a rumor. I, I read that in the inquiry. It was like having a dual carburetor on a Chevy. <laughs> he wants it. On cold mornings. <laughs> <laughs> that was Cheney getting out of bed. <laughs> well, we've had quite a morning here. I think so. Yeah, we didn't let's, solve anything. No, right, as we normally don't. Your two cent history lesson yeah. for today. And that's enough, isn't it? All right. Haven't we had enough? Fish tails and tallywhackers. <laughs> oh, I forgot about tallywhackers. <laughs> and dual that's carburetors. Right. Thank you, Rich Prober. All right. <laughs> Bringing up that fine scene from Portney's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for today. We're back tomorrow. Yes. And then we're off next Monday and Tuesday. Just to. Wow. So you, you know, get a long break. Weekend. You're Lucky welcome. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of worn out. I know. It's a lot. It's a lot of mermaiding. <laughs> <laughs>